bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Kent. Is today Monday? Wow, it feels like I was here yesterday. Oh, wait a minute. I was on 620 yesterday. My bad. I was on. I've been on the radio literally every day for the last two weeks, ex- with, with, with the exception of like two days. Wow. 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, I was... <clears throat> Taking a weekend and doing some thinking. And um, I find it interesting that there are a lot of things that are happening in the city, but yet some of the things we pick to assail is interesting. Like the city starts to get upset and get mad and starts to you know, make comments about things that happen in the news, but not other things. And I don't understand why. We had shootings. Somebody crashed the car and drove into a house and died. Reckless driving, chases all over the place. And and nobody really cares about it. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't, we have a medical health department leadership left 
Didn't she just get in? Left, went to the state. Like, what, what is it about being true to your word, being, you know, loyal? I don't get it. But maybe it's just a reflection of what Milwaukee is becoming. Maybe it's a reflection that people are seeing and then doing because it was done to them. You know, that old adage, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Well, if the city's not doing anything, why should I do anything? Why should I bother? Why should I fight? I actually had a person tell me they were talking to someone who I thought was a friend of mine. And they told that person I wasn't really doing anything. I'm not doing any work in the community. I'm not working with organizations. I'm not helping put businesses in the community. I'm not. Hmm. And I thought to myself, you know, it's funny because. At my age, I shouldn't be. You should. But then whenever something happens, you can't find this person because they're always busy. And so now I'm at a point where I serve on boards and I try to lend whatever financial support I can to things that are important. I try to pass on information, knowledge, legacy, to help other people be better than I was. Every now and then I go back through things I've written, journals, books, articles, papers, to kind of see what was I thinking at the time. And you know the weird part about it is nothing's changed. And so I guess I'm in the same rut that the city of Milwaukee is in. Just kind of going through the motions, even though I'm doing things, even though I'm helping people, even though I'm coaching people, even though I'm mentoring, it, it just kind of go through the motions, you know, make it look good. And so I guess that's what we should do for 2023. We should just make it look good. We should just pretend that we're just, you know, really doing it when in fact I used to like to be able to say we were phoning it in, but we're not even doing that anymore because we're not coming in at all. But I guess it's a reflection of leadership. It's a reflection of commitment. Sometimes we take three steps forward and then we take four steps back. So I start to wonder, when will true leadership in this city really rise up? Well, I hope to have some on this month. I've invited a number of people to come in, people that are running for office, people that are in office already, because I think what's important is that they understand and they hear from you. It's not about pontificating and letting them say what they want to say. They need to hear from you so that they know they're on the right track. It seems like the city is spiraling backwards 
for some reason. And to be honest with you, I can't see where it's going. I can't figure out whether or not the city is moving forward and up. Or it's spiraling down. I don't, I don't, I can't tell whether leadership is against shootings because they only speak out about certain ones and then they let others go. Or they just kind of don't really care. I mean, we're, we're, we're honoring an Indian officer who's from India part of the Sikh community who retired recently and they had pictures and photos. And I thought that was cool, but what about all the other ones that retired? I'm, I'm just saying. It seems like we only handpick and cherry pick those things that we deem important in the city and everything else goes to hell in a handbasket. And that's unfortunate. And it's not that I see that the city is spiraling downward and then we can help bring it up or that it's moving forward and that we can help it get higher. To be honest with you, I have no idea where this city is going. But I'm convinced that the way it is going, it's going to fail. The problem I see is just taking the scenic route. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the afternoon. I mean, what? What? Then why you looking like that? They keep challenging me. That's what I get every Monday. Every single Monday with DJ Brother Z. Because he's he's uh and you know I'm just teasing him. I only tease people I like, he know that. So my problem is I say what's on my mind. And so sometimes you can't say what's on your mind because if you do, people go, oh, my God, I'm offended. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> right? He, on the other hand, shows everything he thinks on his face. 
I said no buzzers this year, dude. No buzzers at all. You said no dings. I said no buzzers. You said no dings. Don't let you said ch- we are leaving the dings in 2022. And that, sir, was a buzzer. Wait a minute. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. But anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, I did say that. No buzzers either. No buzzers whatsoever. Mm. See? 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 You done now? So get up off the ground. Yeah. Oh, it's like that. Oh, you know you messed up. That's the- <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. So I got to come up with a with a producer thing. Um, if you ring a bell or a buzzer, you have to pay five dollars to the Good Karma Brands, whatever the foundation is. Cool. Cool. Are you out of your damn mind? No, I'm not. Okay, so that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. Play. Yep, that's how it's going to be. And so that's just life. Which goes to the, you got to pay to play. So there you go. 833-212-1017 is the number. Is this from today? Southside Frank said, did this put a stolen Kia in a living room? I don't know who did it, but anyway, can your exposure on the channel and connections beyond politics might just be in the works already? No, I ain't doing no politics. I would vote for you. Here's the problem with that. You live in where? Like Union Grove. You can't vote for me unless I run for governor. And I sure in the heck ain't running for governor because I am not going to let y'all go through all my background and all that crap. Because you say something I don't like, I'm going to say something. And then it's going to be on and cracking. For those of you that don't know what that means, that means a fight's going to break out. Okay. And that's it. So what's on your mind? 833-212-1017 is the number. So I'm thinking about ways to structure my show. And so rather than come up with all the stuff that I think I need, Thought I'd just ask you anything I should add to my show. And then once you give me suggestions, I'm going to tell you the changes and the adjustments I'm going to make, because I think it will make my goal is to make the African-American community more informed, understand more, be able to connect the dots on what's going on in the world. And I think the only way to do that is to present information, right? Present news in a way that is understandable for you from a black perspective. My my black perspective. You can agree or disagree or whatever. Most people think, you know, well, why does it have to be from a black perspective? We all, we're all understand. Well, we're not. And we like to pretend that but we're actually not. We're actually all not the same. We're, we're, we're actually all a little different in the way that we do things and the way that we say things. I'm going to tell you all ahead of time on 
Friday, February 24th, I will be at the at the Robert Plaster building, collaboratorium on the campus of Concordia University from 4 to 6 p.m. I have a guest who wrote the book Black Liberation Through the Marketplace. Rachel Ferguson, Professor Dr. Rachel Ferguson from Concordia, Chicago, will be my guest along with our very own Jason Fields and economics professor Van Mobley. And this is really to have another perspective during the black during Black History Month on how black people can be liberated from many of the things um, that are plaguing our society. There's a couple ways to do that. There's a couple ways to to stay out of poverty for everybody. But what we'll also discuss is is why is why is there seemingly this idea that black people can get out of you know poverty or 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 that we're the only ones in poverty when in fact we're not we're not even the majority but when we don't have access or control over the arenas that garner success in america it's difficult when you talk about liberation when we don't have the power the money the prestige the leadership and that's really what it comes down to who's leading those organizations we'll talk about how have have black women superseded black men in terms of black men have been pushed out of the way for black women to succeed and we therefore are left with whatever's left over. And that's a question. 833-212-1017. Who's doing better? Because I keep hearing, oh, black women have it hard. Black women have it hard. That's only because you have a job and most a lot of black men don't have jobs. I almost said most, and that's not true. Many black men don't have jobs. Many black men have moved out of the way because black women check two boxes. Black men only check one. And going through whatever's rattling in the back of someone's head as it relates to how black men are, how they work, how they succeed. Successful black men are looked upon as anomalies. So we have to really start looking at. Like, what is it, the um, American Community Survey? That talks about the fact that 18 and a half, roughly 18.2, 18.5% of black households make over $100,000. But that doesn't mean anything until you get down in the granular part of it to figure out, is it two people making 50? Is it one person making 100 so they pay less taxes? All those things. So we're going to talk about those things. But my question to you today, who has it better and who has it worse? 833-212-1017 is the number. Do black men have it better or do black women have it better? In today's society, all things being equal, not what happened in the past, not what, what, what things everybody went through because we all went through some stuff. We all got trauma. We all been treated bad and, you know, but all things being equal, not, not disrespecting or dismissing anything negative that has happened to either. I keep hearing 
that black women are having a bad time. They're having a terrible time. I see a lot of successful black women doing great things. Don't see a lot of successful black men. Have black men been pushed aside in business for the sake of the black woman? Because I see it in a way that can be detrimental. Like how far does a black woman have to go in her career that she's become that 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 she becomes successful to where she becomes the savior of the family and the man, not the other way around. And I know you'll argue that's not how it has to be. But the problem with the black man, with black men, with me, is that you hold me accountable when things go bad, but you don't give the credit when things are good. You bash black fathers for not being there, but when they try to come around, you don't want them there. You just want the money. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Who's better off? Black men or black women? I'm pretty confused because I can see it from both sides, but when we come back from traffic, weather, and sports, I'll tell you how I feel about it, what I think about it, and what I think needs to be done. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. More of the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Still Snoop Dogg and D.I.A. Guess who's back? You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017. Before the break... Do black men have it better than black women? Do black women have it better than black men? That's my question. 833-212-1017 is the number. Is it Brandis or Brandice? It's Brandis. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Awesome. So I have an issue with your question. Why is that? If I can be completely honest. Um, I think um, I think it just continues to push the narrative that there is a war between black men and black women. Um, when, in my opinion, we are black first. Um, and that issue needs to be addressed before we start a divide in an already um, marginalized group of people. Like, I don't think we need to be playing oppression Olympics between black men mm-hmm. and black women. Okay. So that's your comment. So I just challenge your question. Yes. Well, the reason I ask it is because of this. I see a lot okay. of black women who are very successful. I see choices being made for them in predominantly white arenas Black women and black men vying for jobs, black women seem to be the ones getting it. 
black women. And and this isn't a negative because the choice isn't ours. I agree. So I'm not making the separation. I'm just observing what's actually there. In education, right? 28% of black men, 25 to 29, have a bachelor's degree, 30% for women. As that Correct. goes up, black women are still higher than black men, right? Upward mobility, basically the same thing. So, we're, so as, as black women continue to trend well in education, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the importance or the emphasis on education is being devalued. Um, you're seeing a lot of certificate-based new opportunities becoming more available. So as black women are treading forward and, and making this new path with, by being the most educated um, demographic, now they're devaluing that education. That's why I'm saying, like, why are we... I don't. I think we need to just. I, I guess the question does not um, give us a way out of the war, a way out of the oppression or the negative stereotypes that go along with black women and black men. I have a way out. Okay, I'm here for it. You ready? Yeah. It's women's fault. Okay. You want to know why? No, no, no. Listen, listen. I'm I'm here. I'm I'm listening. I'm I'm here. You out. You want to know why? Yes. Because you accept less. Can you imagine how the black? Yeah. Can you imagine what the black community would look like if a woman said, "Hey, I like you." So, um, tell me about yourself. Did you graduate from high school? Are you working in the trades and you got a job, or did you go to college? Did you graduate? Did you? If women set the bar. Men not only love a challenge, but they love a woman who knows what she wants. They would go, oh, I got to have what? I got to have a car? I got to make sure I can take care of my family? Bet. Done. I think many times, and I'm I'm speaking in general, many times we may settle for, for the love part when the sustained part isn't quite there yet. And I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I see more black women saying, actually, I'm doing good solo. Be by I'm myself. Just let yep. this ride out. Yep. But then you get mad that, because you're lonely. I don't feel like that is a settle. Oh, I don't feel like that is a settle. That is a okay. decision. Okay. But then but then, then, then you can't get mad because you're alone. You can't get mad because you're not going out on dates. You can't get mad. I mean, so, like, the only people that I lose in that. I don't think that black women are mad because they're single. I think. They're living their best life sure. and they're like enjoying it. Sure. I don't think that's a settle or a negative for black women. Well, that's what you don't think, but that's what I think. And I think we can both exist in the same space with, with two different thoughts about it. But, but again, I'm not, I'm not a woman. So mine is like significantly, I'm in like the one percentile, maybe like the 0.1 percentile and you're in the 99.9. <laughs> so I kind of get that. Right. Plus, I'm married. Yeah, you are entitled to that. So, as am I. And I've seen it. I think what happens is we don't have these conversations, and we think because two people disagree, then we can't like each other anymore. We can't talk to each other anymore, and it's it's just ridiculous. No, I'm gonna listen every day like I was before. (laughs) I appreciate that. 
So you have a great day. Oh no, no, you oh, can't I'm just sorry, slide out there that fast. See, now I got my questions oh, for okay. you. You kept I'm talking. I'm, okay, I'm All listening. Right. This this is the Ken and Brandis show. <laughs> Doctor Ken and Brandis. So I love it. So, are you a professional woman? Yes. Okay. You have a you you have a job. Do you have a bachelor's associate. degree, master's degree? You have an I associate. Have an associate's degree. Okay. Yes. And so you're you're single, married, dating. I am married. Uh, okay. And so does your husband? Is your if if I had to qualify your husband, is he more educated, more income, less equal? My husband is a master electrician by trade. Ah, okay. Okay. So I could I could term the the I, I could use the term he makes decent money when really in Absolutely. actuality he makes some good money. Okay. Yeah. And so and so what what can you tell someone who wants what you want? but then has convinced themselves that they're settling for, they've, they've decided to go it alone. Um, I would convince them not to settle. Like whatever your heart's desire is, if it's to have a partner, then have a partner. Put yourself in a situation where you attract what you want. That's a whole a other. A lot of times, I feel like we're not wow. attracting what we want. But why is that? Like, why is it that you can not not you, but just people in general go to a specific place that can't find somebody, or they keep attracting the same type of person and then complain, not knowing that the whole uh, the the thing that threads through the whole conversation is them. Like that they're the common denominator. Yeah. Absolutely. That requires a self-eval because there is something in you that is attracting whatever that is, whether it's a selfish person or a depressed person or a narcissist, like whatever the case, there is something inside of you that is attracting that characteristic in other people. So you have to weed out whatever that negative thing is that you really don't want and is why other relationships are ending because of that thing. So I'm, I'm going to go back and challenge you. So it's not okay to talk to somebody that's depressed? I'm not saying that. I'm okay. saying okay. if that is not something that benefits you. want you, in like your life. you are being drained, say it again. That you don't want in your life. Right. Something that you don't want in. You don't want, de- you don't want depression. You don't want um, to be around a selfish person. Um, you have the full right to say, I don't want this in my life, but you also have to recognize those things inside yourself that are attracting that, those types of people. So when is Brandis getting her own show? I, I, I don't have a, I don't have a show. <laughs> you need a podcast or something. I, I, need, I need to start a podcast. You need to start something. Or, or when you finish your associate's degree, you're going to get your, your bachelor's and your master's in psychology and become a therapist. I do want to be a counselor. That See? is on my list of goals to do. Yes. Your list? You should be working yes. on that now. Come on. Now. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know I your am. life. I have, I have a lot of things in motion. I have okay. a lot of things in motion right now. Okay. I'm in, I'm in a, a betterment type of mindset. So growth mindset. Good. Outstanding. I got, a, I got a husband, a helper, got everything going on, and that's what I'm talking about. You see? 
you see how things are coming together for me? Yes, it is. God is in the blessing business. All right. You have a good one. All right, you too. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Music from DJ Brother Z. Make sure y'all check him out on all the streaming platforms. So, we were talking about the challenges black men face. And I challenged and Brandis called and, well, she made some excellent points. And I guess it is okay to be by yourself, even though you're human and you're probably not made to be by yourself. I'm just saying. Um, 833-212-1017 is the number. What are some of the challenges? I've got nine challenges from the Brookings Institute that talks about the challenges black men face and things we can do. Now, I don't agree with 100% of this Brookings Institution uh, future of the middle class initiative. Let me say that now. And as I go through it, I will challenge it. It was, it was prepared November 19th, 2020, in the midst of COVID. And I think it's important to make that fact because it, it gives information about what's going on with COVID and today. So to be male, poor, and either African-American or Native American is to confront on a daily basis a deeply held Racism that exists in every social institution, writes Brookings colleague Camille Bousset. No other demographic group has fared as badly, so persistently, and, so, and for so long. To meet this appalling crisis, Camille calls for nothing less than a new deal for black men. So there's an initiative they have called Race, Prosperity, and Inclusion Initiative. And so it goes into... social status of black men and boys talks about legislation that needs to be created targeting policies that affect black boys and black men. So here's some facts about black men that we need to understand and know before we move forward. Now, it's in comparison to black women, white women, and white men. Number one, we talked about it before when I was talking to Brandis, or right before, education. 28% of black men aged 25 to 29 have a bachelor's degree or higher. Compared to 30% of black women, 40% of white men, and nearly half of all white women have a degree. Not that they're working in it, not that they're, not that they're utilizing it, but the fact that they actually have it. That's from the National Center of Education Statistics. The gap is greater at higher levels. 
Half as many black men have master's degrees, 4%. Black women, 9%. White men, 8%. White women, 13%. But we all know there's issues. And so one of the issues I have with this is that they pull out young black men are poorly served by schools. But if you're in a bad school, it's serving everybody there poorly. So that's one. And so I, I have significant pushback when I see myself in statistics, having grown up in the ways that they have and know that there are a significant number of people who've actually made it. Upward mobility. Black women and white women raised in low income parent by low income parents which is those in the bottom 20% of income distribution, have similar rates of upward intergenerational mobility, measured in terms of their individual income as an adult. Black men, by contrast, are much less likely than white men to rise up the income ladder. A third of white men raised by low-income parents end up in the top 40% of the income distribution compared to only 19%. Of black boys. When it comes to earnings, black workers, regardless of race, earn less than white workers. White men have consistently and substantively out-earned white women and black workers since 1980. For both black and white workers, men earn more, but the gender gap is much smaller for black workers. Figures show the weekly earnings of full-time workers, hourly and non-hourly, for black and white workers by gender since 1980, and the results are striking. Black men make $378 less per week than white men, $125 less than white women. Overall, white women have seen the biggest increase in earnings overtaking black men in the 1990s. Workforce, labor force, by far, Less black men participate in the labor force. Is that because of incarceration? We don't know. But unemployment during COVID, 12.6% of black men were unemployed compared to 6.5% of white men. And so black men, they say, are twice as likely to be unemployed as white men. I have issues with language like twice as likely and likely to or have a chance to because it's not the actual number. Just show me the number. Let me make up my mind in relation to it. Life expectancy. This is the one that throws me. So black men die four times, four years earlier than white men. So here's the difference. When a black man is born. When you're born, your life expectancy is, at, is, is roughly 55, right? But at birth, a black man's life expectancy is about 71, 72 years. White men is about 75, 76 years. White women, 70, black women, 78. White women, 81, 82 years old, years, right? If you can reach the age of 65 as a black man, you'll live till 81, And those are the numbers my doctor told me a few years ago. He said, if you just hit 40, barring anything dumb you might do, car crashes and, you know, weird things happening, you'll live till you're in your 80s. It's just a matter of staying healthy, which is something our community didn't do. Why? Because black men were more likely to die from COVID because of the things that we've done growing up, how we eat, how we sleep, 
how we're stressed. And then not to mention prison. We make up the largest share of prisoners. Percentage-wise, in proportion. And those are the types of things we have to look at because the facts are there's going to be a reckoning. There's going to be a reckoning with crime, race, gender. There's going to be a reckoning with jobs, education. People don't want to go to college anymore. They want to get a certificate, get a job, and do what they like. They don't want to do overtime. They want to work eight hours and go home. If they can, they want to work from home. And I know there are generalities, but at some point, it's about to shake out, and black men are at the bottom of that totem pole, and the gap is getting significantly larger. What is it that we can do? When we look at black men, we're stigmatized as violent. It's an automatic thing when white people look at black men. If you get upset about something, if you get mad about something, when we come back after the 5 o'clock news, I'm going to tell you something that happened to me on Sunday afternoon while I was picking up food downtown. I was in the third ward, and my car was parked. And the person decided they didn't like how I parked based on something I did. And I was clearly conscious of the fact that the words that I use right now are going to dictate whether or not this escalates into something worse. Because I recognize the social realities that I have are different from other people, coworkers, uh, friends, I recognize that if the police had shown up, the first person they would have gone to is me. I'm sorry. Strike that. The first person they would have gone to is the other person because they would have automatically thought that person called. So I'm still very cognizant of the fact of the assumptions that are made when you see a black man. The assumptions that are made and that I purposefully did things like education work, school, writing, to show that I'm not an anomaly. All my friends graduated from college. All my friends have jobs. I literally don't know anybody that's unemployed. Even if they got a side hustle going. So it's time we change this narrative for black men. The thing that's unfortunate is there are no black men calling. 833-212-1017. Speak up for yourself. Don't let me just be the one speaking up for us. It's come a time where we're going to have to change this city. And I've been talking to some people and thinking about doing some things that regardless of who backs me and who supports me, it's got to get done. And this year, we're going to do it. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. 